one minute with European zombies, circa 1980. I'm your host, Dan Budnick. Daniel Budnick, how are you? I hope you're doing well, and I hope you are ready for some true excitement. In the last minute of... Bar- Whoa, wait, 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 what are you asking? What is this podcast about? Mind your own business. No, this is a minute-by-minute podcast going through uh, 1980s Zombie Lake, 1980s Burial Ground. We are on the eighth minute of the movies here and we are starting off as you may have guessed from the jazzy music you were starting off with a little burial ground the eighth minute of burial ground the previous minute of burial ground was basically watching um a bunch of people and a guy in a fun green shirt and suit and ascot wait for a gate to open this minute is going to be much more exciting mainly actually this minute is mainly going to be a gaggle of people getting out of their cars walking to a doorway and about 20 people dubbing random rhubarb voices the whole time uh and and then and then we'll get to zombie lake which um ended very amusingly in the last minute with the um with the f she guy who i adore so let's uh, let's hit burial ground minute eight Yes, thank you, Kathleen. Glad to see you again, sir. How'd you come, Evelyn? It seems like years since we've been here. Well, it is almost six months, although I'm sure nothing much has changed. Didn't you hear the buzzer at the gate? We were up on the second floor, sir. Nicholas, where's Professor Ayers? He must have gone out very early this morning, sir. He's sure to be down by the digs. There's nothing to worry about, sir. We often don't see him from dawn to dusk. Oh, Nicholas, get dinner ready as soon as possible. Oh, and one other thing. Take the cars to the other side. Certainly, sir. You all right, darling? Are you going to change immediately? Yeah, minute minute eight is mainly yeah. The three cars pull up, and it's it's almost all one shot. There's a shot of fire, a fire in a fireplace, not like someone's on fire. That may happen later, um, but uh, there's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's one long shot, it's more, more or less. It's, yeah, car, these three cars pull in and they park, and um, was it Kathleen and Nicholas? The two new staff members come out and um, uh, help people with bags and things and open doors, and Nicholas in the... Uh, Italian version calls the guy in the second car, who I think is the one with the great mustache, Doctor, and they keep calling the main guy with the ascot Mr. Conte? Although they just call him Sir and such in here. And yeah, it's everyone gets out and there's a lot of babble and there's a lot of goof talk and walking around and there's a great moment which may or may not play into this later with the move the cars to the other lot. I love the fact that there's another lot. And we do get the great moment where where's the professor? And 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 Nicholas and Kathleen say that, oh, he probably left early in the morning to go to the excavation, the dig, and he won't be back. We don't see him from sunup to sundown. Whereas on the on the subtitles it actually says that sometimes he sleeps there. So that kind of gives it a little more of that. And they do, on the on the subtitles, the Italian version, they do mention the weather, that the weather's changed. It looks a little overcast and such. And so, hey, maybe everything's going to be great. I don't know. But this house that they stop at doesn't look like, um, maybe it is when they did the overhead shot. 
earlier, but it certainly doesn't look like that thing that we were looking at in the previous minute as we were waiting to get in the gate, that deep red monstrosity. I know what you're thinking, Dan. Deep red, Argento, monstrosity, mm, either the other name for the atomic brain or the uh, Andy Milligan film. I know, I'm throwing, I'm throwing it all out there. I'm throwing it right at you. I have Monstrosity, the Andy Milligan Blu-ray, um, standing by. I'm going to watch it soon, not do it minute by minute. I went off on a tangent there. I forgot why I did that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows why I did that? But yeah, no, the deep that deep red type building isn't the building that they're pulling up to here. It's a really lovely building. It's the building the professor came out of earlier. And it was like, okay, this is a nice classic country manor it ain't, it ain't, I don't think I'd call it a villa I don't know what the the the, uh, the, the definition for for that precisely is I guess I could have looked it up but but it looks like a lovely sort of mansion and you know they, they didn't hear the I love why didn't you hear the buzzer oh we were upstairs as I said in the previous minute there's about a six second lag if that did I say six seconds? Maybe I said seven or eight. I'll go back and check it out. I won't go back and check it out. But yeah, everyone gets out, and it's. I guess they're driving nice cars. I don't know the the folks at the end. Yeah, are driving the yellow bug, and then they're driving the uh, the doctor guy is driving like an orange station wagon, and then our Mister Conte is driving. Is that a? I don't know what that is. I don't know cars. I was going to say is that a BMW? Did I? I don't. I don't know what that is. I mean, it doesn't look like much to me. It looks. I think it is, maybe. I don't know. Anyone who knows cars, tell me what they're driving. A station wagon, a bug, a um, BMW, I don't know. So, yeah, they're pulling up and they're all going to go in. They're going to have dinner soon. So it is a little later in the day if they're going to have dinner. Although, does dinner, is dinner a midday thing in Italy? I'm think, When I think dinner, I think, you know, it's 5, 6, 7 o'clock, something like that. Dinner, supper. Uh, so maybe maybe it's midday. I don't know, but they're there and they're going to have a kick-ass weekend. They're going to have just a great time. And and she said it. Um, his um, the guy's wife said it. Mr. Ascot, Mr. Conte's wife said it in the last minute. You know, you're going to have a great time. She promises, and when she promises, I believe her. Then the minute ends with the gang all strolling to the door, and the great moment where Mr. Conte there turns and says, Nicholas, the cars and things, and he turns and points, and you see his great like green shirt and his ascot, and he's just fun looking. And um, yeah, and, and his wife is walking with this strange looking young ish? Small how about small ish? Um kid with like these like yeah, like I said, he's got like a white sweater over a, a red sweatshirt and red like clown pants or something. I don't know what how exactly he's dressed. I guess he's um he's matched up to something, but I just think he looks kind of funny. And I mean, it's almost like when you watch everyone walk to the door, they're almost daring you not to say what the hell's going on right there. Who is that? You know, it's almost like that no one is saying, "Check, look at this guy. Check this guy out." But, but it's almost like as the camera looks, you know, they try to distract you by that Mr. Conte's ascot and his green shirt and everything like that, and he looks kind of goofy. But but you are literally staring at this one person going, I want to know more about this person, and I want to know now. Damn it, I want to know now. And you're going to learn more about this person soon, and it's going to be awesome. Not in this minute, however, because this minute ends, they all walk in the house, dinner's going to be prepared, and you see a shot of a, a fire in a fireplace. My guess is 
it's a huge fireplace. One of those kick-ass, like, old Dark House movie fireplaces where it's, like, so big you could walk into it. And sometimes, like, it would have a secret passage in it. Oh, I want to live in a house like that. Look, I don't have to be... I'm not, I'm not making a demand and saying I need to be rich. I'm just saying I need to... I need to... I want to live in an old dark house. I'm not saying I want to live in a house where, like, you know, I... Uh, like, a, a, a bookcase swings around and there are, like, steps leading down towards, like, a dock and an underwater thing. And you you, you, you step into another room with a spinning door and the Frankenstein monster's there or something. I'm not saying I want that. I'm not saying I want Dracula in my house. I'm saying that I just want... To, I, you know what? I, I'd love a week in an old dark house. Is anyone listening live in an old dark house? You know what it is. I mean, t- houses still have things and stuff. I mean, that's not just a. I mean, I'm sure there are British houses, like like in the uh, manors uh, in the countryside thing, that are loaded with like like hidden rooms and spinning things and stuff like that. You know, like you you step through a, a a hidden door and suddenly there's like a whole hallway of rooms that you didn't know were there and things like that. I don't know if that's going to happen in this movie. And I don't know, maybe this is actually a really small fireplace and I overdid it, but I went off on a little tangent there because that's how I was feeling. Now, I would like to head us, head us, join me as I head us back to this little French village along the lake and we get the gentleman with the pipe and the uh, somewhat incongruous foul mouth. Enjoy. She said she was going out to the lake. In the morning, if she isn't back, I'll go see the mayor, and we'll go look for Compliment the fact that the burial ground episode is mainly one long shot where you pan from one side of a, a lot, not a parking lot, that's not a driveway either, I don't know what the heck it is, to the other side, and then you pan back, more or less. Does it cut back? I I, I told you I'd look. I obviously didn't look in between when I recorded the last bit and when I'm recording this bit now, which is like five minutes later. This is most of this minute is a pan across the mayor's living room sitting room very cluttered room i don't know this feels very very like a european kind of room to me like they they put everything in the room they wanted to and then they said let's see what else we can cram in here and it's just i i it's probably very comfortable for him uh the mayor who you hear briefly but it's it's um it just doesn't look it doesn't look terribly comfortable to me. It's too crowded. I don't know if like they got the wrong lens on the camera or something and everything's like too close up or, but it's just it, it looks a little off. And there's a really hot 
light shining in the corner of a mirror we pass by, which makes me think that's one of the actual lighting lighting lights rather than a, you know, meant to be a light in the room. But that doesn't really matter uh, because do you love how bullet paced this is now? Because it begins with, you know, if she didn't, she ain't back by morning, I'll go see the mayor. And then immediately it's morning and that guy shows up to see the mayor. I don't know who he is. He's got the great mustache. He he likes wearing tight-fitting shirts that he tucks in. Um, he got the comb over there. He got the at the end of it. He's got like a brown satchel sort of around him, uh, around his you know uh, by hanging by his side, strap you know strap around his his neck and such. And he begins to pull the lovely nude lady's clothes out of the thing. You know when he says he went to the lake this afternoon. And if she walked there, the the way he says it makes it sound like it was a task. But if she was able to walk there, I, I can't imagine it was it was that terrible. And I do love that he walks into the mayor's living room, sitting room, office. I don't know. I really don't know where the heck it is. And the first thought I had when he walked in was he's going to see the mayor. And clearly that is the French version of... I believe is it Mayor Riley from The Dark Side of Midnight. If you guys have seen Dark Side of Midnight, which you might know is one of my all-time favorite films. Well, I don't know if I go that far, but The Dark Side of Midnight is one of those films. Uh, if I'm feeling down, I put on The Dark Side of Midnight. The Dark Side of Midnight. Dun, 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 dun. Dark Side of Midnight. Does it go like that? There's a killer on the road. Boom, do doom, doom, doom. We're ripping off riders on the storm. Do, 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 do. Oh, but he, he, the, uh, he's the French. If you know Dark Side of Midnight, if you, if you, if you Google it, you might find an image, and you'll find an image of a portly gentleman with a great mustache. Mayor Riley, meet your French counterpart. And who is the actual mayor in this small French, whatever the heck it is? Oh my God, it's Howard Vernon. Now I did not know Howard Vernon's original name was. I'm looking here, Mario Lippert. And he was born in Sweden. And you may know him from lots and lots of Jess Franco films. You may know him from... Uh, oh, wait. I'm just checking something real quick right here. You know what's interesting is that he has a... I'm, 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 actually, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Howard Vernon right here. And one of the films he's in that I love is not on the Wikipedia page. He, he just has a brief scene in it at the end. But it's freaking Ogroff. He's not, it doesn't list Ogroff here. And weirdly enough, there isn't a page for the Screaming Dead, a.k.a. Dracula Prisoner of Frankenstein. Which is weird, because that's one of my favorite Jess Franco films. But yeah, Jess Franco, that's a whole another thing. If I had chosen Oasis of the Zombies, we would be discussing a lot about Jess Franco here. And yeah, we haven't really... We'll, we'll be we'll be talking about J.R. Jean Roland. Roland? Jean Roland. That sounds right, huh? Uh, we'll be talking about him soon. But um, yeah, you see, uh, you see Mr. Vernon, you think of Dr. Orloff, all the Dr. Orloff films. Including, uh, yeah, well, well, uh, including other uh, Jess Franco films like um, uh, Rod Christ Frankenstein, Virgin Among the Living Dead, uh, Dracula, Prisoner of Frankenstein, where he plays Dracula. Uh, of course, he's in Love and Death, obviously, Sidney Applebaum. Oh, he's in Lord of the Exorcist. Yeah, that's right. Faceless, Delicatessen, How the Devil, Little Paul Nashy. Yeah, he was just a lot of crazy, weird, wonderful stuff and and he's a fun he was in what's new pussycat okay i don't know all of these that he was in then but yeah he he's got um 
he, he doesn't seem to be acting too hard here. You know, it, it's sort of like, uh, Mr. Vernon, wake up, wake up. You're in a zombie movie. Oh, yes. Okay, let me grab this book. And Yes, large man with the mustache. What are you doing? I'm Howard Vernon. Good night. Uh, yeah, that's... So, yeah, I, I, liked, I like the jump here. I'll go talk to the mayor in the morning. And then immediately it's the morning and he's talking to the mayor about this woman who's missing and the mayor seems to know about it, which, which to me implies that... I'll, if if I if she doesn't come back by morning, I'll talk to the mayor. But the mayor already knows about it, which either implies that it's way past the morning. Maybe he it, maybe this is the afternoon. Maybe I, I'm jumping the gun there. Maybe he already went to see the mayor. Then the mayor said, "Go out to the lake. I want to keep reading this book and think about the next time I'm playing Doctor Orloff." And I don't know where that would have been at this time after after Zombie Lake. There were so many. He he just he Orloffed it all over the place. And I love the fact that he is in one of my favorites. The um. Eurocine, what is it? The um, do do do, oh the great, uh, oh that's right, he was in Revenge in the House of Usher, of oh, the house, yeah, Sinister Doctor Orloff looked like it's the next one in 1984. But I'm, what film am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the um, Orloff and the Invisible Dead. That's the film I'm thinking in. Was he in that? I don't know. That is a doofus of a film. Uh, if you get a chance to see that, it's also known as The Invisible Dead. It was out in one of those huge like wizard video boxes back in the day, um, big box. I think it's Orloff and the Invisible Dead is what it came out in DVD. And I don't know if Howard Vernon is in it. It's a Eurocine film, and it's as dumb as the day is long with some really dumb scenes, some really dumb characters, and it's so dumb, you'll love it to pieces. Now, how is this minute of Zombie Lake? It's fine. Like I said, most of it is a pan across a room to a guy entering and pulling some ladies' clothes out of a bag. So, you know, you, we're getting, you know, it's it's like we have a minute where everything perks up and then a minute where Howard Vernon uh, looks like he can barely stay awake. That's okay, though. He lived for quite some time after this. God bless you, Mr. V. All right, so uh, where are we? So we're leaving off here. Everyone's going in to the house in burial ground. Uh, dinner is going to be prepared soon. There's a fire. And here, this guy's gone by the lake. They can't find this woman, but they found her clothes. Listen. Listen. 